When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. I take responsibility for trusting uh, the word of the neighborhood salon that I've been to over the years many times. And that um, when they said, well, we're able to accommodate people one person at a time and that we can set up that time, I trusted that. As it turns out, it was a setup. So I take responsibility for falling for a setup. And that's all I'm going to say on that. And so, uh, what I've done is I've met with, um, via, via uh, um, what I did this morning with the medical experts. Uh, Don't sweat so, it, Joe. Uh, Don't sweat it. Ooh, how beautiful is this Pelosi story? How beautiful is that? You know people like this, right? We all know people like this. Nancy Pelosi... <laughs> By now, you already know it, but it's too good. And her response today was gorgeous. It was fantastic. Shows you a lot. The left always likes to tell us, you know, when they show you who you are, believe them. You saw a nice look into Nancy Pelosi's character today. If you were, uh, if you watched her her press conference where she took a few questions on the on Hairgate. So just reading from somebody, uh, Pelosi. In San Francisco, where she is, she uh, you're not allowed to go in and have your hair done. And Pelosi, because she's special, obviously, did anyway. So she went into a salon. And uh, there is footage of it. And the as soon as she got her hair done in the salon, somebody leaked it to Fox, of course. And Fox had the exclusive first. Exclusive House Speaker Nancy Pelosi visited our San Francisco hair salon on a Monday afternoon uh, for a wash and blowout despite local ordinances keeping salons closed amid the coronavirus pandemic, Fox News has learned. In security footage obtained by Fox News and timestamped Monday, 3.08 p.m., the California powerhouse is seen walking through 
Isalon SF in San Francisco with wet hair and without a mask over her mouth or nose. The stylist uh, doing her hair can be seen following her wearing a black face mask. Salons in San Francisco have been closed since March and were only notified they could reopen on September 1 for outdoor hairstyling services only. President Trump reacted in a tweet Wednesday. Crazy Nancy Pelosi is being decimated for having a beauty parlor opened when all others are closed and for not wearing a mask, despite constantly lecturing everyone else. We will almost certainly take back the house and send Nancy packing. That's Trump's tweet. I'm not sure about that, uh, Mr. President. Uh, let's see. Salon owner Erica Kios in a phone interview with Fox. She really handed this over to Fox on a silver platter. On Tuesday, she shared details of Pelosi's visit. She explained that she has independent stylists working for her who rent chairs in her salon. One of the stylists who rents a chair for me contacted me Sunday night, Kios said. A screen grab from the text message she received from one of her stylists and obtained by Fox News said, I'll be there at 2.45 tomorrow. Pelosi's assistant just messaged me to do her hair. Uh, Kels replied, Pelosi? I guess that they doesn't know. Whatever. I, I was like, are you kidding me right now? Do I let this happen? What do I do? Kels told Fox News. While noting that she, quote, can't control what her stylists do if they rent chairs from her, as long as they're not paying, uh, they're not paying at this time. Uh, Kels cast Pelosi's visit as a double standard. It was a slap in the face that she went in, you know, that she feels that she can just go and get her stuff done while no one else can go in. And I can't work, Kels told Fox News, adding that she, quote, can't believe the speaker didn't have a mask on. Uh, we're supposed to look up to this woman, right? Kels said, it's just disturbing. As for a comment, Pelosi, it doesn't matter because we're going to hear her con the comment in a moment. Uh, yeah, they had a Pelosi received a wash and blow dry. Really? Women, t talk to me about this. You just go in to have somebody wash your hair and dry it? Is that a thing? I do have a woman here that lives with me, but I, maybe I'll ask her. Uh, we've been shut down for so long, not just me, but most of the small businesses, and I just can't. It's a feeling a feeling of being deflated, helpless, and honestly beaten down, Kel said. Know how that feels. Businesses know how that feels. Over here in Massachusetts, too. I've been fighting for six months uh, for businesses, uh, for a business that took me 12 years to build and reopen, she explained. I'm a single mom. I have two small children. I have no income. That's freaking heartbreaking, actually. She added the fact that they did this, and she came in like it's a slap in the face. Kels told Fox News that she had expected to be able to reopen the salon in July and prepared her space in accordance with local guidelines. There were rules and regulations to go by safely, uh, to go by to safely reopen, which I did, but I was still not allowed to open my business, she said, noting that she installed plexiglass glass partitions between sinks and seating areas and ensured that all salon chairs were six feet apart, along with the proper air circulation for open windows. They never, they never let us open, she said, while adding that she's unable to reopen outside because her salon specializes in hair color and using chemicals outside is prohibited. Bacow said she is not alone in the hardships she has faced in, amid closures during the coronavirus p pandemic. This is for everybody, she said. I'm sharing this because of what everyone in my industry and my city and every small business is going through right now. Well, she certainly did torpedo Pelosi. Uh, let's see. She said that she, she was the recipient of a $12,000 Paycheck Protection Program loan, which was created to help small businesses stay afloat amid the pandemic, uh, but still is forced to shut down her salon for good within the next 30 to 60 days. Oh, that's terrible. She said, no one can last anymore. 
I've lost 60% of my clientele because everyone is fleeing the city. That is true. There's a huge exodus out of San Fran. Um, Jesus, this article never ends. Anyway, she's obviously uh, not a pro-lockdown and not a pro-Pelosi person, but it's Pelosi did it. She was the one who wanted to get her hair done. And it just shows the, the disgusting double standard here has been on display, and we should never forget as as voters. I don't care. I don't care if it's a Democrat or, or Republican who does it. When these phonies tell you to shut down and to social distance and to cloister yourself and to, you, you chain yourself in your basement and then they go out and go out and party like uh here like uh karen polito our lieutenant governor did you know had a two-yard house party they're full of it these people are full of it they're elites they're arrogant and they should be tossed out of power so let's hear uh nancy pelosi at her presser today and uh she is asked about this uh, situation Mm, we'll start right here. This is her opening statement about the uh, situation. This already tells you that she's got incredible nerve. Man, the cojones it takes to say something like this. I take responsibility for trusting uh, the word of a neighborhood salon that I've been to over the years. I take responsibility for trusting. It's me. I was too trusting. I'm so benevolent that I let my guard down for a moment and, uh, you know, the hairdresser industrial complex pounced on me incredible incredible many times and that um, when they said what well, we're able to accommodate people one person at a time and that we can set up that time i trusted that as it turns out it was a setup so i take set up it was a hit take responsibility for falling for a setup and that's all I'm going to say. Can you that. imagine that? I take responsibility for falling for a setup. Other people did it. They set me up. It's everybody's saying it's like the Mary and Barry, the bleep set me up. It's exactly what it is. I'm going to humbly apologize for having such a good and big heart that I actually took their word and trusted them. Who knew that this nefarious uh, you know, this nefarious group would take advantage and try to torture me and blow me up. So I apologize for letting myself get set up by these people. It's not, I'm sorry, I shouldn't have done this. It was a lapse in judgment, which is what she should say, but no way. No way. She's been, she doesn't speak human anymore. She speaks politicianese. And she's not going to apologize. No way. She's going to say, she's the same person who's telling you that there's no such thing as Antifa and that all the protests are peaceful with a straight face, and then saying that you're lying if you're saying they're not peaceful, and then finally saying, okay, they're not peaceful, but you're making them not peaceful. So, Speaker Pelosi, do you think you should apologize? Well, I don't. I think that they owe, uh, that this salon owes me an apology. What? <laughs> okay. I so don't apologize that you need to apologize. This is this entire year has been just gaslighting. It's been crazy, and I and I, I'll try to grab the audio. But this reminds me. It always reminds me of an old SNL skit. You, and I'm going to lose a lot of you here. But in about 1993 or so, or 94, there was a shooter on the Long Island Railroad who shot a bunch of and killed a bunch of people on the Long Island Railroad. 
And the guy was wacko, and he represented himself in court. And he was crazy, and, but he was his own lawyer. So he got to cross-examine the people he shot because he represented himself. It was wacky. And the SNL send-off essentially has him saying to one of the people he shot, why did you shoot me? And they were like, huh? Why did you shoot me? And, you know, and that's what's going on here. She's saying, why did you shoot me? I'm going to grab that as a drop because that could be so used. This is such a gaslighting year. The entire DNC was gaslighting. This stuff with the there's no riots in the streets is gaslighting. It's crazy. And she, Pelosi, I mean, it's obviously very toxic and horrific and divisive. But man, she is so willing to just let this small hair haircutting place, which is going to go out of business anyway, to let them burn. She is happy to do it. She is not taking a hit on this one. You will burn. For setting up. But I will say this, in fairness to him and in sympathetic to him, we have to get our country moving again. And I will not let this subject take away from the fact that we have 180,000 plus people who have died from this virus. She's waving the flag now. I'm not going to, even though they set me up and wronged me and did this thing to me, I'm going to refocus us on what this, where we need to be. I'm not going to be locked off of my focus on saving lives, damn it. Sure, I'll take, I'll absorb the blow of this horrid setup that happened, but I'm still going to keep on fighting. I'm never going to stop fighting. It's like Clinton in, in 98, you know, I, I just, I, I'm going to get back to doing the work for the American people. So, yeah. You're messing with the intern in the Oval Office, so, so we'd like to talk about that. I got to get back to the work of the American people. That's very, uh, you know, it's very noble of you, uh, Speaker Pelosi. Uh, since we passed the bill, more than half of those people have died. She's now talking about their the pork-laden um, relief bill that the Congress passed a few months ago, and now she's telling us we've gone now from she's a selfish elitist who got an illegal haircut to. Because the Republicans won't pass my bill, they're killing people. Since we passed uh, the legislation, 4.6 million, I know, 4.6 million have become infected since we passed the legislation. And in, in, uh, there are answers. There are scientific answers for this. 96 million, excuse me, 96,000 people have died since we passed the HEROES Act. So they want to jump on this. I think it's really important. So the Republicans want to talk about my haircut? 180,000 people Donald Trump killed with his bare hands. And you want to talk about my haircut? The haircut, which was a setup, a hit on me? Important for us to pass the bill so in a scientific way we can address the... Hell, this isn't about me. This is about something far bigger. If I have to save the lives of 335 million Americans by subjecting myself to a setup at a salon, then I'll do it. That's the least I can do, and I'll accept their apology for the setup, too. And we can bring people back to work. I have been inundated by people who are in the hair service industry. Holy Jesus, no. No, there's no way she's going to say, there's no way. Oh, saying thank you for calling attention to this we need to get back to work um is daniel dale available for some fact checking daniel anything oh my god can you imagine that 
I've been inundated with calls. It's interesting just how communicative the hairdressing community can be. They rally around one another when when one's been caught setting up a politician getting a haircut. Inundated, saying, we love you. You're doing such a great job, Speaker Pelosi. Thank you. Thank you very much for throwing that little hair boutique under the bus and... Uh, into you know excusing yourself from any culpability while trying to disgrace them and trash their good name. thank you so much for doing that we just wanted to reach out to let you know thank you we need to get back to work and many of them annoyed at the uh, uh setup that was there for a purpose that has nothing to do with uh uh oh that's too classic she all of the other hairdressers the, the hairdresser nation is of one voice this week saying we can't believe that you were set up. That's what they're saying. Can you how how what kind of human being votes for this person? So, Speaker Pelosi, um, uh, are you going to reach out to the owner? Any other questions? I said that's an answer. I'm going to answer. I'm all. That's all I'm going to do. That's all I'm going to do. I, I told him to do. I'm going to do. I'm, that's all I'm going to answer. Do you have any questions about the fact that people are dying? The schools need to open, and the rest. I feel that this. I feel your question and your question are an opportunity, and I thank you for them. An opportunity <laughs> to say they should. It, there's more to this that I'm not going into as to the motivation of a salon to say to me. It's a far darker conspiracy. Yes, come in, and then they go from there. It was clearly a setup. I take responsibility for falling for a setup by a neighborhood salon that I've gone to for years. And that's that's really... And they've been setting her up for years. ...what it is. So, again, I, I, uh, I, I think we should use it as an opportunity to say there's so many people. I don't know where you all get your hair cut or whatever it is, but we have a wealth of people who are engaged in these services. What was that about? I don't know where you all get your hair cut. Is that like a, a, a warning shot? And again, the state and the... Mostly, Nancy, it was illegal to get a haircut, but you got one anyway because you're special. ...city, depending on the incidence of infection in those areas, decide how they will function. If the salon is... Set yes, and they decided they would function in a way that means that they're closed in your neighborhood. Because they can't do anything outside. So they're closed. Nope, they're open for you. Saying that we're able to do this. But they're open for you using your influence to get in there, to get your little uh, hair washing. And if they rightly at all take umbrage to you, by the way, breathing all over them without your mask, if they take umbrage at all, well, then they're setting you up. That's what it is. They don't have the right to complain. No, no, they're nefarious. And they're not, then they should not have said that. And they should not have been open for me to go there. But we trusted a neighborhood salon that I've been to for years. Any other questions? Yeah, are you serious? And by the way, can we just have some of the call logs of all of the inundation uh, calls that you've been receiving? Can we just see some of these numbers? Of, or are the notes taken on what exactly they said? I know you told us that they were... Very supportive of you and very, um, uh, you know, flabbergasted and horrified at the setup. Ah.
Have you ever used your influence to get in anywhere? So when I worked at hotels as a as a concierge, you have I mean you get paid like six bucks an hour, so like don't worry about it. I mean you get to eat for free generally, and you could flash your card and uh, get wave a cover charge. I used to do that all the time. I mean I had no money, and that's all I had. And that's I mean it was kind of the stock and trade. Or uh, uh, yeah, I guess is I guess I guess we used to shake down virtually shake down restaurants in. Uh, Way back when, when I was working in uh, restaurants. But that's, you know, the restaurants want to be shaken down. <laughs> they want you in there. They want you trying the food. They want you know, to know. Um, they want you to be able to describe to hotel guests how delicious everything was and how wonderful the staff was and the ambiance and this and that. So that's my rationalization. And uh, by the way, it was a setup every time I was caught using my influence as a concierge to eat for free. So there's nothing you're allowed to say about that. Dateline Boulder. <laughs> a lot of action in Colorado these days, huh? You'd figure that there's so much weed there that people would be more chill, but no. Dateline Boulder woman assaults 12-year-old boy in Boulder over Trump. Okay, let's talk, Tom. Okay, Tom Biden. A uh, woman uh, assaults 12-year-old boy in Boulder over Trump yard sign, please say. Boulder police are investigating a report that a 12-year-old boy was assaulted over a President Donald Trump yard sign. According to Boulder cops, the assault occurred at 3 p.m. Monday at Folsom. doesn't matter. Police said the boy was riding his bicycle with the Trump sign when a woman on a moped saw the sign and turned around to confront the boy. I, I'm not surprised. Boulder police spokesman... Shannon la da, da, da said the suspect drove up to the boy and said something to the effect of "You want something to look at?" and used a closed, just <laughs> not funny, and used a closed fist to strike the boy in the back of the head and arms four or five times and scratched him. Jeez, that's a lot of multitasking for a moped. The boy said the boy told police the woman then tried to take the sign before leaving the scene. The suspect was described as a white female in her twenties or thirties wearing a tan jacket. I think I know her. Blue shirt and blue jeans. The moped she was riding was gray or blue in color. Uh, I found that women on mopeds tend to be angry people. That's just my own experience. I'm not trying to be genderist or sexist or whatever, but I've known a small few. Or I uh, will say scooters. The case remains under investigation, and no arrests or citations have been made at this time. We'll see. We'll see. Punching a kid in the back of the head from Trump's. That seems unwarranted, by the way. So, so I was on. I was with Todd Feinberg today. You should listen to the Todd Feinberg Show, WTIC in Connecticut. We got a caller uh, who called in. I hadn't seen the Biden, hadn't seen the Biden presser today, but a caller called in and said Biden was really sharp today. And so, I checked it out, and it was up and down. He had some. He strung together some words in a cogent fashion on several occasions today. And even had a couple of pretty good answers. Um, and he has good days and bad days. And good days and bad days. But usually he has a memorable moment on every day. So um, today he's asked at one point about the violence. And he actually took press questions. Well, the only problem with the press questions were – do I have this? The only problem with the press questions were 
is that he pre-screened the press questions. Not pre-screened. He had his his campaign people picked who could ask questions and who couldn't, which is usually a sign that they're they're in communication. So anyway, somebody asks. Oh, I had audio that had Biden do that. Biden press. Damn, I played it earlier today. Hold on. Let me just see if I can find it here for a second because I like the way it sounds. Biden had his staff pick who would ask questions of a press conference. Um, is that going to be it? Have you ever seen coronavirus briefing? Hold on. It's going to seem like a Biden press conference. He did take questions today. If I can't find the next few seconds, I'll just get to this other stuff. I was just hoping that... Uh... <laughs> okay, here we go. You may have, I okay. guess. Now I'm happy to uh, take questions you may have. I guess staff's going to call on whoever. Follow, fire away. Staff's going to call on whoever. Oh, great. Come on now. I have been... Uh, I have been... I've been to – I've had communication people try to suss out what I was going to ask before and tell you different things are uh, off limits, et cetera. And, and the way you do it, obviously, as a as a reporter or as a journalist is is to uh, just lie to the flack, which is a setup if they catch me lying, by the way. Okay, so let's get back to this presser today with Joe Biden. Hey, by the way, I learned something very interesting about intelligence, about Russian uh, hacking into meddling into the election, is that they use discoverable, I think it's called discoverable, um, um, intelligence. So in other words, I'll have more on this tomorrow. In other words, all the stuff you heard about, the WikiLeaks, et cetera, all that stuff was meant to be discovered because it was meant by design by the Russians to be used politically. So it's meant to be it's meant to be found out the Russians had hacked the Democrats so that the Democrats would use it against the um Republicans. So they played right into the Russians' hands. And they did all sorts of things like this and for on both sides. So it's meant to cause chaos and discord and et cetera. Discord Discord, is that right? Anyway, it's very interesting. But um and I've got more on that. I'll have more on that, I think, tomorrow. Okay, so here's Joe Biden. Uh, this is about the general unrest, and this is not a good moment for him. He's got some stuff wacko wrong here. Ahead of your trip to Kenosha, Wisconsin tomorrow, uh, last week your running mate, Senator Harris, said that uh, the officer who shot Jacob Blake, based on what she has seen, should be charged. Do you agree with her, and do you also believe the same for the officers who were involved in the death of Breonna Taylor? I think we should let the, uh, the judicial system work its way so far right answer i do think there's a minimum need to be charged the officers and as well, well as brianna taylor and uh I'm the, 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 to say that about the jacob blake thing that is not a wise thing to say that aligns him with with black lives matter this guy was up to bad stuff he was up to no good when he got there he was entering a car full of kids he didn't appear to have um the right to be doing that it wasn't his car. I might add, by the way, I think what happened in uh, uh, in uh, Portland, where a one of the 
Trump guys riding along in vans inciting response is shooting rubber bullets, I guess, or paintballs. Apparently there was someone shot by someone in the crowd with a bullet killed. Yeah, that's not true. That's not at all true. The guy's name was Jay Danielson or Aaron Danielson, and he was walking down the street with a friend when he was singled out and executed, shot in the head. So Biden is way the hell off in this. Oh, hopefully Daniel Dale will fact checker for CNN will be on this in just a moment because that's an egregious thing to say. And they should actually the campaign should put out a correction just out of respect for the family. I think that person should meet the legal requirements of whatever that calls for. We should be investigated and it should follow through on what needs to be done. Let the judicial system work. Let's make sure justice is done. Yeah, Joe, uh, swing and a miss on that. Uh, buddy, you, you don't impugn the the dead and innocent. <sighs> he had, as usual, he had a moment where he lost his way. Uh, and so, uh, what I've done is I've met with uh, via via uh, uh, um, what I did this morning with the medical experts. Uh, and so, uh, well, there you go. Not too bad. Recoverable. Did a nice job. Uh, here's a longer question. Peter Ducey got to ask a question. And, and to give Biden credit, I, I do think that, that well, I can't be sure. I don't know if the team, I don't know if his staff let him ask a question or Biden did as well. But they took a good question from Ducey, and that, that's to Biden's credit that they didn't dodge it. I, I know you always ask a hostile question, but go ahead. Very Trumpian. Although he sounded like Clint Eastwood right there. Let me start that again. I, I know you always ask a hostile question, but go ahead. So you said, and you have said recently, that uh, you warned the folks in Mike so you can hear us at home. Uh, you said that you warned President Trump in January that there was going to be a pandemic and what needed to be done. If you knew that, then why were you still hosting crowded campaign rallies in March? Now, what I talked about was not what had to be done. What I said, you've got to take this seriously. You've got to insist that we have access to Wuhan. Insist that we have access in China to find out for ourselves. We had 44 people from CDC there. You cannot continue to talk about uh, uh, the president of China saying he's done a... He was calling the, the um, banning of flights from Wuhan uh, essentially racist at the time is what he was doing. His timeline is way off on this. Marvelous job. He's doing a great, a great job. When it got up to March, I kept saying, look, you've got to invoke. And you remember, I think I was the first, I may be mistaken, person calling about the Defense Production Act. We don't have enough of the, I, I, it's amazing we use a phrase like PPE in the. We did by March, Trump, Trump was already doing it. By the time Biden already mentioned it, he had already invoked the DPA, the Defense Production Act. Um, you know, it's fine. I just wish the fact checkers would be around. Like my friend Daniel Dale would be good to have. Joe Biden is his own man. His campaign is run by Democrats, many of them conventional Democrats for many decades. And there, there are no shadowy figures. Thanks, Dale. Sounds like fact checking. Daniel Dale. He looks at it in one way. If the market, stock market is high. Talking about Trump. In this movie. And we're reducing the number of people who are in real trouble economically. Then it doesn't matter what I say. That's the objective. Well, that is a good thing, though. If it's working, if the economically it's working in the right way. 
He got to, that answer is about a five minutes minutes long. That's part of the Ducey answer. He was um all a little bit. He got lost. It happens. He sounded more confident in what he was saying generally. You know. Keep hearing from voters from others is why aren't you out there more? You may be aware the president was calling into question your campaign schedule today. How far are you willing to push the envelope of what's safe in order to get your message out and to be among the voters, speak to them directly? Well, I think uh, my message is getting out based on what the, all the polling data shows. So I'm not getting out of here. I'm not leaving the basement. We're winning in the polling. Jesus, that was telling, huh? Hey, it's working for him, or well, it was working for him. And the millions of people who've watched what I've had to say and the circumstance in which I've said it. Um, but uh, I would like to get out more. But I think a president has the responsibility to set examples, set the right example for how to get out. Not go out and not wear a mask and not to have large crowds of people standing next to one another not wearing masks, not being the potential uh, cauldron for uh, uh, significant outbreaks of COVID. Uh, and so... Uh, what I've done is I've met with, uh, via, via uh, uh, um, what I did this morning with the medical experts. And so we've worked out a protocol where how I get in the plane, what kind of plane I get on, how it's sanitized, where, how I engage people. It's like when I'm engaging all of you everywhere I go. It's always at a safe distance. And uh, we get it. And he's got that down. In other words, he's going to hide and limit his exposure to the press and the American people because it was it's COVID, and he's just modeling good COVID behavior for everybody, which is just a really noble thing for him to be doing. He did have an idea about, uh, about uh, the debates, an innovative idea, which is already going to be implemented. It's already implemented on at least two cable channels. What I'd love to have is a crawler at the bottom of the screen, a fact checker, you know, when we speak. Uh, if we really wanted to do something, uh, I think that would make a great, great debate if everything both of us said was instantly fact checked by, uh, by an agreed to group of people out there that we, <laughs> we move forward. But uh, that probably wouldn't get very far in the debate. No, I'm looking forward to debating the president, and, I, uh, and I'm going to uh, lay out as clearly as I can what I think we have to do to bring this country back and build it back better. And I'm looking forward to the debate. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. So that was today. It's been a good week for Donald Trump. It's It was good for Biden to get out there. I mean, some of this, there's he, he, every day, and both of these guys are going to do this, every day there's going to be ammo for everybody. So heading into the the election, it is just a matter of, well, it, to use the most overused th- uh, term of this week anyway, permission structure. Can can Trump give or build a permission structure for people to vote for him? Can he make it all right to vote for him even if they think he's a jerk? And that really goes for suburban women. Can women who think he's a jerk and vile and who believe a lot of the news, um, can they... And also, you know, he doesn't help his own cause with wacko tweeting. Um, Will they come around? I don't know. It would be interesting. This is such an interesting year. Like I said, um, I'm not 
I'm not sweating it either way. Either way, I mean, I would love Trump to win because I I like that he's a huge into deregulations. I like that he's got some great judges. He's packing the courts, the appellate courts, um, and the circuit courts, and he is the well, maybe the Supreme Court, and he is um, he's been tough on China, China, which is very prescient. He has been tough on the Russians, um, believe it or not, even though he seems to love uh, Vladimir Putin. And he's done some great stuff overseas, whacked out ISIS, and now with the UAE and Israel, you know, having a, a diplomatic relationship, to, and they just had a flight that flew over um, Saudi Arabia, which is a new thing. That's, um, that's very good. That's very good. I mean, he's still he's still his own cat. No, he doesn't. He's not smooth like uh, Trudeau, and uh, well, I guess he is kind of like Boris Johnson. But Boris Johnson is is deeply knowledgeable about all things government. But it's um, it's interesting. I'm just I just don't know. I'm just still shocked that that we've had this great um, copyright to commentary magazine, this great unraveling culturally, and people are still pushing it, even though now out in the streets we can see. You, you see now Black Lives Matter in, in progress, the organization and the offshoots and what they certainly encourage, if not uh, cultivate and facilitate. And what's happening now is not good. Not good. I don't still know what we're, we're told that this is – that this is a great awakening that we've had here in uh, in 2020 and that finally we can we – can, Right, the wrongs of uh, of our treatment of, of black Americans, as if we haven't been doing this that for three hundred years, you know, in one fashion or another, and as if it hasn't been a constant part of of our discourse and our political maneuvers. I don't know what's new this year. You know, homicides are down. The shooting of of young black men by by cops are down this year. They've been going down. I think they've been rather steady for the last few years. But they've been going down for decades. Crime was, until this year, down all over the place and had been continuing to go down. But, uh, I mean, that's, out, that's now all the windows since we've, we've surrendered the streets. But So I don't know what the lesson is. And I've talked to some folks. You know, we talked to – I mean, I, is the lesson – there are too many messages. There's too many messages in – not nothing consistent, no consistent message, and then the message gets lost a lot in just this violence and this, this, this the attitude of the protesters. Even when they're not being violent, it's it's intimidation, it's insulting, it's it, they want you to prostrate yourself in front of them in and you know almost um, a tone right there for your personal sins and admit admission and guilt for the conditions of the um, black community and you're be, you're made to be become smaller in front of the protesters and it's just a weird thing and I, I'm not gonna opt into that stuff I wouldn't I, I I don't want I have no time I mean I can talk about the the condition uh, in the black community all the, all day and I have for years. And I certainly sympathize. I think it's incredible. Like I, I told you before that I've been in a room with just mothers of black um, – uh, mothers. They were all black, African-Americans. 
and um, all moms of dead kids. And that's an interesting and it's a heavy room to be in. That's a heavy room to be in. And we talked about, uh, you know, how they would memorialize the kids. The conditions are terrible. There's uh, the witness protection program, at least in Massachusetts, is is badly funded. Money's diverted or badly funded. And, or it was. I can't, I don't, I don't know. And, and so nobody's telling on anybody or nobody was telling anybody too often in these neighborhoods. So it's not uncommon that somebody whose son or daughter has been shot to death lives down the street from the shooter and knows that that's the shooter and the shooter knows that they know and they pass each other every day and nobody's going to nobody's going to testify because everybody's afraid and like I said the witness protection program is terrible and there's intimidation and cooperation with the police is considered um, no good not surprisingly and that to be trapped in that world is sounds just awful to me they're trapped in a world where there's casualties and just lives taken is is terrible. And I think there are, a, there are a bunch of things that we can do. Certainly, among others, is compel businesses to invest heavily in these young people. Heavily in these young people. And so make them employable and for good jobs. That means you, Microsoft, and Amazon, get in there you don't scare them away. You know, the socials like AOC scare them out of the community. In Boston, Walmart wanted to move in, and we wanted to make sure that we could shake them down first. And they said, screw it. No, you need businesses in there. You want people, these businesses, to invest in the community. All these businesses all over the place now are virtue signaling on a huge level right now. If they're into cutting a check, then good. Let's cut a check. Let's get these young people some training because the school systems in a lot of these communities suck. And these young people are being underserved when they've got no skills. You've jacked up the minimum wage. So their chance to get their first fundamental set of skills in the workplace is going away because the automation is going to take over because you can't pay people $15 minimum wage and expect them to be you know, hiring uh, completely unskilled workers for these businesses. So there's a bunch of things we can do, and I think that we should um, we should endeavor to do it to make this country a, a better country um, in the black communities, and it's also just poor communities because the, the there's an alarming increase in the rate of um, you know of um, families with one parent in the white community as well, and it it guarantees the same. It doesn't guarantee, but it, it provides a clear path to a uh, life that is is in no position to attain a piece of the American dream. You need dads and the, uh, fathers in the house, even bad ones like me. As long as there's a father in the house, a mom, a mom and dad, or two dads or two moms, whatever. But uh, you, you can't, a mom can't do it alone. It's it, Or it's very, very difficult for a mom to be able to work and raise a kid without a dad around so that the kid you know learns more from the streets than he does from a parent. And, um, and, you know, these, these, the folks in the, in the poor in marginalized communities, they don't want to bear just exist, you know, but it, un, unfortunately there are forces who find it advantageous politically to have them, um, living in, in the conditions that they live in. And that's too bad. So we got to fight against that. I think Trump did a good thing by signing the first step act and he's, for a Republican, has paid in 
way inordinate, inordinate amount of time uh, and attention trying to reach out to the black community, historically black colleges. He's, you know, the celebrities uh, have his ear. And um, you've got a guy who is uh, willing to uh, to go to break from convention. You know, no other. There's no other Republican president who would ever have signed the First Step Act. Give uh, you know these guys a second chance, and you know it also. That's good marketing for other state level, um, you know, criminal justice reform measures, sensible measures. Uh, that will allow for you know, the idea is to re, that re, if a kid messes up and is a bad seed at twenty two, he may be a totally different kid at twenty seven, and they give these kids a second chance, get them educated, get them ready to reenter society to be productive members, um, and that's a good thing if you can do that, and I do believe in some restorative justice measures as well. It's um. I just think and that's why when Trump talks about him being as good as Abe Lincoln for, for black Americans, it's a bit of a stretch, I'd say. But with that record low unemployment, that gave more people an opportunity to succeed in more black people, more Latino people, uh, more white people, everybody. And the, a healthy economy is a very good thing for everybody now more than ever. So let's hope that that can happen again. But... What else is going on? Did I say anything else going on? I don't think I'm on. There's a chance I'll get the late night call from Colin A to tell me to go back on Jerry today. It's been a long day. So Jerry earlier this morning. It was so long ago. I don't even remember it. It was it was so so long ago. But check it out and um, and I'll be looking around to see what else is going on today. What a fun week! You feel the fall? I guess if you're up here in North New England, you can really feel the. The, the the weather change into fall. I don't know if you you guys on the West Coast or in the South if uh, how, quite how that feels. I did live in California for a little while, uh, right after high school, and um, yeah, like in the winter, I f- I thought it was warm. I was wearing shorts. They all thought I was an idiot, and I think they were they're right. All right, hey, thank you so much by the way for everything. Thanks for all the follows and the good comments and uh, the the five star reviews if you if you care to, and uh, you can. Email me at winchester at gmail.com. Two ends in that, by the way. Follow me on Twitter at Tom Shattuck. I'm on Facebook, too. Um, I'm on Instagram, Calvin Caspi, and I mostly take uh, videos of animals. Thanks so much, everybody. See you tomorrow. C'est la vie. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.